1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a flip.
2: It's a flip. Woo. Haters gotta pay me for a diss. When I shoot, I never miss it. We are into week 13 on the NFL schedule, and the division is still in play. The Bills... 0-2 in divisional play of their six remaining games. Four are against AFC East teams. Starting tonight with their first matchup against the New England Patriots. Fakes a handoff, wants to throw, fires one into the end zone, caught! It is a touchdown! Stephon Diggs, touchdown Buffalo! Josh looks, gonna throw. Pressured, moves to his right, out of the pocket, looks into the end zone, can't find anybody. Chase to the sideline, fires into the end zone, and it is... Caught. Gabe Davis makes the catch in the end zone. All dogs go to Vegas. Put hundred thousand on me.
0: I got haters around me.
2: Motion Singletary to the right side. Josh gives it to Devin Singletary. Cruises into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. A one-yard touchdown run by Motor Singletary. Swap it out. out. Target's left side. The snap. Jones pressured. Walks right into a sack. Hauled down by AJ Epinesa. Way back at the 25-yard line. Mac Jones spun away right into the arms of A.J. and The Bills win it 24-10. Third straight win for the Bills, now 9-3. The Patriots drop to 6-6. Final
3: score in New England today. Buffalo beats the Patriots 24-10. All right, that is the Toshiba Game Rewind. Toshiba, the official copier company of the buffalo bills welcome into a buffalo victory friday edition of one bills live with these games on different days we got to do things a little bit differently but here we are ready to rock and roll with you as uh, you give us your biggest takeaways from last night's win over the patriots as the bills get division victory number one improved to one and two in the division on the season nine and three overall and momentarily at the top of the AFC East, we'll see what Miami does this weekend in San Francisco, arguably their toughest game of the season, uh, facing probably the best defense in football right now. Um, but that's for later this weekend. Uh, but based, and Steve and I will get into this, obviously. But you know we'll be rooting for the 49ers and the Bengals this weekend, <laughs> right? basically, is yeah, kind of no, where
4: we're at. That's a no-brainer. That was uh, after the game last night and, and the way it went. Um, I was on Bills Tonight with Maddie after the game, and you could just feel the game like the Bills just squeezed the life out of the Patriots. There, there was just no chance, and he knew the Patriots felt it too at the end of the game. I mentioned this to you, Brownie, that there was no use in calling timeouts at the end of that game. Just let the Bills kneel down and get out of there. Uh, the Patriots down two scores with a minute and some left. Certainly could have gotten the football back from the Bills, but then they would have had to score a touchdown, get an onside kick, score another touchdown against a team they couldn't even get into the red zone against. Uh, they did it one time last night. They had a 17-play drive. With four minutes dri- left in the game. Right, they had a 17-play drive. And The reason they had 17 plays in is because they were going as fast as they could possibly go, and the Bills – had absolutely let their foot off the gas defensively. They were keeping it in front of them, didn't care about the yards, and, they, and the Patriots stayed on the field. They just couldn't get any big chunks of yardage.
3: And even then they couldn't get in the end zone.
4: <clears throat> they couldn't get in the end zone.
3: Yeah. For me, and, and I wrote this when I wrote Top Three Things We Learned on buffalobills.com, this was a stranglehold performance. Exactly. This was like a wrestler's submission hold, and they just hung on to the guy and never let go. Um They methodically choked the life out of that game, the Bills did. They made New England die a slow death. The Patriots played a good amount of too high defensively. They dared the Bills to run the ball. The Bills weren't remarkably productive in the run game, but they were productive enough to keep the offense on schedule in terms of down and distance. And their pass game routinely converted third down. The Bills were 9 of 15. On third down conversions, that's a sixty percent conversion rate. That's the fourth time they've done that this season. Sixty percent conversion or higher. Not explosive last night at all, yeah, but definitely to,
4: efficient and consistent. Yeah, they absolutely got off to a slow start. They had some drop passes. Devin Singletary dropped pass. You know, there were four drop James passes. James Cook dropped pass. Dawson Knox dropped pass. Gabe Davis, his was a drop in the end zone, but it was a rough catch. I, I'm hard for me to call that when I drop. So you know, and then you know. They get, even when they were up, they get the long touchdown to Steph Diggs called back in a play later. They cough it up and give it to the Patriots, and you think it's catastrophic. And it it never really hurt them. Um, Just you know, it's easy to look at it from this end, but the Patriots and say this, but the Patriots had no shot in this game. The Patriots, even with an early lead, they had no shot. It was amazing.
3: Yeah, the Patriots are now. 6-0 6-0 and oh, when their defense gives up less than 20 points and 0-6 oh and when they give up more than 20 points. Their offense, in a word, is abysmal. Their most costly loss this past offseason was losing offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels who became the head coach of the Raiders. Matt Patricia, who is now the offensive coordinator, is directly responsible for exposing Mac Jones for the limited quarterback that he is. McDaniels maximize things that jones did well last year i was telling some other media members last night after the game last year at this time we were talking about mac jones being the best quarterback in the twenty twenty one draft class he might be the worst right now of the whole bunch and it's directly tied to his offensive coordinator and the coaching and the scheme of this offense which cannot
4: do anything but throw a screen pass at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Brownie, the coaching, coaching matters. Nobody knows that as much as the Buffalo Bills fans. We, they went through nine head coaches before they got Sean McDermott after Marv Levy. Coaching matters. And in the current atmosphere around the National Football League, you've got Coach Mike McDan- McDaniel down in Miami, perfect example. What a change he has brought to Tua tonga we, we used to make fun of Tua. I'm not doing it now. The guy's playing well that coaching matters and that's why it was such a big deal when the bills changed coaches from Brian Dayball to Ken Dorsey we didn't know how that was going to go uh it matters Kyle Shanahan matters for Jimmy Garoppolo out there Jimmy Garoppolo there might be only one team in the league he could play for and play well and it's the one he's on uh it, it really matters and Sean Mc, uh, Josh McDaniel's moving from New England What a void he left. Um, And it's apparent that they're missing him. Um, It's it's also apparent that there was nobody on that staff working hard to prepare themselves to be ready to take over when he did leave. Matt Patricia was a head coach, came back as a consultant. Joe Judge was a, a special teams coordinator, then as a head coach, then he came back, same thing. No, Nobody over there seems to, be, to have been preparing themselves to get ready to do that job. That's – and not for nothing, the Patriots didn't go out and find somebody – because who wouldn't have been standing in line to take over a playoff team in the NFL? No. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to go outside the building for whatever conspiratorial reasons you can conjure up. They didn't want to hire anybody on the outside because they didn't want to let anybody know how they really do things. Nobody wanted the job. Nobody took the job. Nobody was offered the job.
3: Yeah. What so they're you got to take a blood oath over
4: there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm, they're, in a me- they're a mess. They're a mess. And it doesn't seem – I mean, there's, there doesn't seem to be any light at the end of that tunnel.
3: Yeah, it's, it's not good. They, and the other thing – and Ben Volan from the Boston Globe, who we had on the show earlier this week, kind of shed some light on this. And so I kind of dove deeper into it. He said, You know, the Patriots have faded in December each of the last three years. Their record in December now is four and nine over the last three plus years, counting yesterday's game. Four and nine in December. And I think some of it is rooted in the talent drain that that franchise has experienced over the last three years. Some of it is the coaching drain that we just referenced. And I think some of it is the coaching methods of Bill Belichick. This is a team that still pads up, practices hard, and by the end of the season, this team is dead Beat up and exhausted. They were. And how did. Think about how slow and tired they looked in that AFC wildcard game last year. They didn't even look like a shell of the team we saw in October and November. And you got a 70 year old coach who doesn't look all that willing to change his ways, and his team's going to pay the price for it. And they just. They're going to have another December fade again this year with the way it looks. I mean, Mack Jones has seven touchdown passes. I know he missed two games. The Patriots have played 12. So he's played in 10 games. He's got seven touchdown passes in the 2022 NFL.
4: And the last last night's seven last night's touchdown pass was a missed tackle. Oh, it was
3: a luck on a, a luck
4: job on a throw behind the line of scrimmage for 41 yards, where the guy outran everybody. Demar so,
3: Hamlin overran the play. I mean, I don't
4: know what he was compromised <clears throat> the leverage of the defense, and off to the races. Right. So it's not like I mean it still counts, I guess. But man, oh man, it's uh, it's bad. Now, and the Bills got to play him again on Week 18. I'm not that worried. They'll be even more tired then. They may be even more tired, and they may be uh, running. They're the six bus. and six right now. Yeah. Um, if they're, you know, speed six. six and ten, they may yeah. not be able to get to that game over fast enough. Fold up the
3: tents. Speaking of records, Josh Allen is now five and zero on Thursday night games in Thursday games in his career. Sorry, because we got to count the afternoon game in Dallas on Thanksgiving in twenty nineteen. That's not a night game. So he's 5-0 on Thursday games in his career. In those games, the Bills have an average, average margin of victory of 14.8 points, counting last night's game. His stats in the five Thursday games, 72.2% completion percentage, 1,264 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, five picks, passer rating of 107.7. He also has three rushing touchdowns on top of that. Since 2020... The Bills have a point differential of plus 195 in divisional games, which is the best in the NFL, and they added – it was plus 181. They added another plus 14 to the total last night. The Bills' defense held the Patriots to 60 yards rushing, their lowest total allowed since week five against Pittsburgh. New England had 242 total net yards – The lowest total allowed by the Bills since week three. The Pats had one third down conversion on their first eight third down opportunities. They finished three for 12 for the game when, as Steve mentioned, the Bills were just giving up yards in favor of time on the clock on that last drive that they had. Now, the big question here for me, Steve, is this Are the Bills still capable of being the explosive passing offense we witnessed earlier in the season? and over the last two years, or have they morphed into a more methodical offense that kills you slowly? That's part one of this question. Here's part two. Or is this a team that's trying to develop different ways to win on the fly so when one thing isn't working, they feel confident changing their stripes? In other words, a complete offense
1: that can win a I multitude think, of
4: ways. I think that's it. I think they can. They have proven that they can win differently than just coming out and having Josh drop back and throw it fifty times. Uh, last night was a great example. Both running backs getting over fifty yards and snapping off a couple of big runs, uh, using Devin Singletary in the run game in the short yardage goal line game. Um, even we forget too. This it wasn't that close, you know. The meaningless holding call, that was a holding call, it was a penalty, but didn't have any effect on the play by Tommy Sweeney that took off the Steph Diggs long touchdown pass. That's a way different... That's an explosive, That's a way different personality of a game if you look back and all of a sudden it's 31-10. Yeah, that's... I think this is a, an offense that is trying to develop every single aspect that they they are going to need against good teams down the stretch. Yeah. And they've, they've shown the ability to do it. I tend to believe it's the latter also. I got into a back-and-forth
3: conversation with Stefan Diggs at the post-game press conference in Detroit last week about how this offense has recently functioned and one with efficiency and a run game that kept them on schedule and down in distance. And this was Diggs' quote. Because I said, hey, you know, because against Detroit, if you remember, it wasn't until like the last two drives until everything really kind of clicked in. And he said, I feel we're running the ball so efficiently that we're probably not passing as much as we used to. He said, Motors busting off runs. And so it's like it's a couple of those extra passes that might get us into a little bit of a rhythm. We don't have those now because we're running more. He says, I feel like we have such a balanced offense right now that it's hard to say that we can't do everything. We've just got to continue to work at it in practice as well so when the pass plays do come up, we're sharper. So I said, is this a new way that you guys are looking at offense? That was my follow-up question. This was his answer. I feel like we're finding the balance, the real balance. In past years, we've been pretty pass heavy, but Motor and all the running backs do such a great job. I feel like we're finding other ways to win, and it's actually helping us. We might not be as sharp in other areas, but we're working at it. Every year is a new year. I feel like we're growing as we're going. I feel like there's a plan with each passing week here to polish up different areas of the offense so when they get to the it's almost like this is dress rehearsal for the postseason, I feel like the you gotta win these games. Let's I mean there are priorities here. You gotta win these next two games to put yourself in the driver's seat in the division, but it is so interesting to me that they are Trying to morph and, well, let's try to win this way this week. Like, how many teams do that?
4: How think about the mindset they had to have last night when the Patriots, like, Patriots couldn't get a first down for a long time, and the Bills are sitting there going, "All right, listen, we could drop back. And we, we we got we nicked them on a big play. We could probably do the Isaiah McKenzie thing, the Steph Diggs thing, the Gabe Davis thing. We could do it all night. But you know what? Let's put this out there. People are going to have to prepare for this. They're going to have to prepare for our run game now. We didn't have a left tackle. It's better not to put Josh in harm's way. Let's go forward and hand the ball off rather than have Josh drop back and have somebody tumble into his back leg and snap his ankle or something. Let's hand it off. Only throw it when we really need to or when we decide we're safe enough to do it. They've got a couple of really good edge rushers let's just push those edge rushers around, run the football, throw it when we need to and by and at the end of the game they you know they th- they run it 37 times, throw it 33 times and win the game by two touchdowns and we're never at risk. I think that takes a lot of discipline as a coaching staff.
3: I'm going to I'm going to support your statement here with what Mitch Moore said last night. He said I think when you have a guy like Matt Judon Or Josh Uche, or any of those interior players they have. They're just darn good football players. So, anytime we can put ourselves in a position where we're not just taking five step drops and playing a lot of empty backfield and make them think a little bit, that helps us out a lot. And he's talking about the offensive line here. To do that, and for the offensive coordinator to make those calls and feel like he can, we have to execute a little bit. We were able to adjust on the sideline work on the plays that were working for us. It felt good to execute in the run game, to give ourselves a little bit of a cushion to not feel like we have to drop back and play
4: one-dimensional against a very challenging front. It's clear that was the game plan. It made a lot of sense. Now You never know if you're going to be able to do that because when push comes to shove and you're down down 10 going into the fourth quarter, all that goes out. But they never work. Uh, Patriots jumped out to – the Bills go 3 three nothing then the Patriots go 7-3, and then the Bills – and this is – I tweeted after this drive. The Bills go 14 plays, whatever, how many yards, and just bulldoze down the field with the run game. Yeah. get get punched into the end zone, and it's 10-7, Buffalo. And it's like – it was just a giant, like, okay, we're just going to get this back right here. And then they answer the next three plays – It's a 1-2-3-and-out by New England. Well, they punted on six of their first eight possessions. So it was – that right there gave him the the leeway to say, all right, we're going to be able to muscle these guys a little bit in the run game and get some creases. I
3: mean, they only averaged 3.6 yards per carry. That's counting Josh's scramble runs. Right. 3.6. I mean, it's not like New England was giving up these cavernous alleys but it was effective enough. They might have like a minus one or a plus two, but then Cook would get like plus eight, and then it'd be a first down, and then it would be three.
4: Did you, Did you, you notice know? the personnel groupings had a lot of two back in the in the game? Right a, lot 21, a lot of twenty one. A lot of twenty one. Fair
3: amount of twelve personnel. I also found this interesting, and we'll talk to Greg Cosell. Four plays last night in ten personnel. John Brown on the field in a four wide look. Mm-hmm. Four plays and 10 personnel. They ran it all four times with 10 personnel. Yeah. They spread the field out, ran the ball with one back and How four wides.
4: How Did you remember?
3: Mitigating success. I'll look it up. But I'll tell you this. I just thought it was interesting. that
4: Just a little different wrinkle here. Here's four wides as on the field. We're throwing th- it. We're
3: throwing it. Oh, no, we're not.
4: As good as Cook and Singletary were in the run game last night, they tried to hand the ball off to Naheem Hines on a couple of sweeps, and he got tackled for minus three net uh, on his night. He had like two rushes for minus three. So, getting try to getting him involved was, a, I think, a good thing. Uh, didn't work out. Didn't hurt him. But I think they got to f- keep finding ways and finding. You know, even Shakir got a, and a reception.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
4: Last night, finding a way to get everybody a chance to get on the field, finding them something that they can do and do well and give them a chance to do it, particularly in a game like last night, I think it's huge. It's showed a great deal of discipline and big-picture thinking by the coaching staff. We have to take a break
3: here because when we come back, we're going to be joined by the Hall of Famer. Thurman Thomas is here. Going to talk about the game last night. We'll roll him into the studio next to Steve, pull up a chair, and get Thurman on here for you next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right. Well, it's a rowdy bunch here on a Friday here on One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and the Hall of Famer Thurman Thomas joining us. Uh, Thurman, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Did, you. did you like what you saw last night? It wasn't. Steve and I were just talking about this. It wasn't the explosive juggernaut, balls falling out of the sky, 60-yard touchdown bills that some people got accustomed to seeing the last couple of years. There's a few games now that they've won in methodical fashion right. using efficiency as their main impetus to victory. Do you like it?
4: Or are you encouraged by it? Yeah, Got a card that says "Run game, run game, <laughs> run game." <That's laughs> <paymanship>, too. <laughs> Thank you. you. Yes, yeah. Uh, only
3: three point six average yeah. per carry.
5: That's all right though. Okay. I looked at the Explain entirety. why it's okay. It's okay because now defenses know that hey, we're not just going to drop back sixty times a game. Yeah. I, I think that's the most important thing. And hey, New England defense is a pretty good defense. Yeah, I mean they're they're. They've always been that way. And uh, so, yeah, now it gives them an opportunity to be like, okay, what are they going to do now? Are they going to run it? Are they going to pass it? I mean, a lot of the stuff was third and two, third and three last night. And, man, I I absolutely loved it, what they were doing. And it wasn't just Josh, like, in the shotgun. He was under center a lot. Yeah. He was under center a lot. And uh, I really like that because now, as a running back, you know, you want to see their entire field. That's kind of – I'm not really a fan of the run-pass option because the running back is going that way. You can't see what's cutting back on all on the other side. So you don't know what your backside. is. So you don't know what your are. backside is. Yeah, and, and I just like for um, uh, you just can't see that. But if you're seven yards or six yards and behind Josh, man, you can see the entire field. You can see the cutback lane. You can see the you can see the blocks happening a little bit quicker. So yeah, I, I think it was a great game plan, and you know. When was the last time the Bills held the ball for almost 40 minutes?
4: Right. We were talking – yeah, they, they're they <laughs> the lowest in the league. Those were they're, incredible. Yeah, they're one of the lowest in the league at time of possession, but not last night. And yeah. I thought it was a – and we've been talking about the discipline of the coaching staff that, you know, it's easy enough to have Josh drop back, just score as many points as you can score and do all that. But then to come out then and, with a bunch of two-back sets, uh, two tight end sets – Hand the ball off more than you throw it in a game where you really believe and you kind of realize as a coaching staff—they're not going to score enough points to really beat us. No, not at all. Let's let's get some things on film and and work on something and and give some guys a chance to contribute. Um, is this, uh, you know, one game like this that you come out and you and you and you run like this against a good defense? No question, yeah, no doubt. Um, what does it help with going forward?
5: I think it helps the confidence of the offensive line. And I think, obviously, it helps the confidence of James Cook, too. I think he touched the ball, what, I think 19 or 20 times last right. night. That's his career high for him. His most extensive work. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, I, I think the Bills are seeing now, Ken Dorsey is seeing now what this guy is made of. And, and, and look, I'm not t- trying to take away carriers away from – because I think they complement each other very, very well. Very, mm-hmm. very well. And so, yeah, it's just another thing to put on film to uh, – for other teams to look at. I, I think these guys, if they – now, if they're really going to show how dominant they can be, do it against this next defense that you're coming up against the New York right. Jets. That, that is a tough defense. You can run on them. You're doing something You, right. you are doing something absolutely oh, right. But, like I said, it doesn't – and they got some pretty good pass rushes. But now those edge rushes are on. Do I go, I don't need to go upfield too fast because they might run at me. And I'll open up their lane a little bit wider. So I'm looking at this as a positive. Uh, I know it's just one game. But I think if you can continue this throughout the rest of the season, especially these next uh, division games, I think it helps Josh a lot better than, you know, only time I saw Josh being Josh last night was touchdown to Gabe Davis. Right. right. You know, I'm thinking – I just throw it away.
4: But him being yeah, we, like we just, that. That's a play we've seen. How many times have we seen that? We saw it against uh, against the Jets last year when he's going out of bounds, gets hit, and <laughs> rifles it down the <laughs> sideline to Steph Diggs. Yep. We saw it in Miami when he threw it back over the middle of the field, and Steph had fallen down, gotten up, and came back, hit him again there. Uh, we've seen it last night against the Patriots. It, I mean, that's his thing. Yeah. I mean, just in that one play right there, the strength. You know how strong – I mean,
5: he's stiff-arming guys and because – Just stay over here. I'm going to throw this. Yeah, uh... unless if, – <laughs> if that guy is still on him, he probably doesn't get as much on the play. But he, right. at the last minute, he kind of pushed him aside to give him an opportunity to turn yeah.
4: his old body right there. And the Patriots, I mean, they're sitting over there making this defensive call, and they got – the Patriots got number 30 right where they want him. They flush Josh out the right side. 30 comes out, and he can cover some ground. He can't get him on the ground. He can't get him on the he he can't Mac get... Wilson. He's 220 Wilson. pounds. Yeah. Josh stiff arms him off <laughs> and hops out of bounds outside the white. He throws the... he doesn't release the ball till he's airborne out of bounds. And there's and there's a picture on Twitter. There's five Patriots. There's two on Josh and three, three around Graham, Gabe Davis. You can see it there's here. seven guys. There's on like seven the guys field. outside yeah. the hash marks, and Josh throws it for a touchdown in the middle of all of them you you got to be over there just wanting to puke if you're a defensive coordinator. Yeah. So that's Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. Or his kid.
3: You know, you mentioned the running game and yeah. Cook. He has 105 total yards. He tweets this morning. More to come. Um, he is the perfect change of pace back to Singletary. Singletary, as we know, is not explosive, but he can make people miss because yeah, of his sharp absolutely. cutting, low mm-hmm. built low to the ground ability. But I got to believe if you're a defender and you're watching Singletary come through the hole and then the next series, Cook, is coming through the hole, it's like, whoa. Like, It's an adjustment it's for an a adjustment. defender when you've got a guy that's that explosive, yeah. right? Yeah. From
5: one series to the next. Absolutely. And and it was that way with like myself and Kenny Davis. Kenny Davis was way faster than I was. And his explosiveness was something that... You know it's like a change of pace type of guy, but this kid here, I'm telling you, I, I really love the way that you know Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey have brought him along, and uh, yeah, he's gonna be, he's gonna work out very fine. I I, I think, um, with having him getting more reps like he
4: did, I mean, they were some crucial reps that he had, yeah. critical. Yeah, rep. yeah, they gave him the ball in big spots. And right, I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think too. Everybody got off to a slow start. Devin Singletary dropped a pass. James Cook dropped a pass. Dawson Knox dropped a pass. Gabe Davis dropped a pass.
3: Steph even dropped a pass later. Steph in the dropped game. a yep. pass,
4: and we saw Steph drop the first pass of the game in the uh, in the Detroit game. Yep. So, uh, what's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Because they're not tough. Pa- they're not. No, no, some of them are really easy catches. The concentration
3: yeah. thing, I guess, yeah, I, and you know. It's not but like had, a lot of those guys. But they happen early, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at least Diggs early. had a defender draped on him when he made yeah. his drop. But some of the other guys, it's like, oh, come on, let's
5: I go. I think Knox, the, the football was kind of turning yeah, on it him. Was, so it was kind of hard. He, he, his the body the, was the Gabe twisting. The Davis
4: dropping in the end zone was a tough catch. He was he had to extend yeah. it. Yeah, he, it. Had he, had it. he barely extended. got a hit. Yeah. His Trying to catch it with his fingernails. Yeah, so I get that. But, you know, the running backs, those catches are easy. And they they seem like. Well, I mean they seem like they're in a hurry when they're trying to catch it and they get out of there quick. Yeah. You know, they take their eyes off it or they take it for granted, whatever.
5: They got to know they got to know where that defender is. That first. is a crusher, first man. And I think foremost. that's
4: one of the reasons the Bills have gotten off to slow starts is not just not just Cook and Singletary, but also Davis and Diggs and other, they got dropped passes early in games. Yeah. They, it's been a, a problem that's resurfaced time and again. Yeah. Well,
5: it. they haven't really practiced a lot either, though. Right. I, mean, nah, I, I, think brought, I think you brought yeah. that up yeah. against last week, Detroit right. last point. week. They haven't really practiced. So the timing could be off with it. You, 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 you just know never know. It, yeah. I, mean, I think, And I think with this team, like we said, we could go. So they were 7-6, and six and they got they got on a run. I, I think yeah. that's still possible for this football team with, with adding the running game. I got
3: one other running game question because Steph Diggs mentioned it last night, and I had noticed it in the game. And somebody had asked him about Cook and the performance he had, and he said he was good. He said he did a nice job. I like that kid. He's still getting better. He said, I also was yelling at him to get his damn knees up so he doesn't keep falling down all the time. He
4: did
1: that
3: um, too. Did that. So, <laughs> so, so talk to me, Thurman, about about that, because, because when I see a running back doing that, I'm saying to myself, somebody's in his ear about pad level. So he is so worried about getting his pads low that he's getting too far out over his skis, and then he's falling down. So what is the balance there between proper pad level but getting your knees high enough to keep your forward momentum in balance? Well,
5: First of all – Is there a technique there? I don't think there's a technique there. I I just think it was probably nerves from him. Okay. Trying to to be faster than what he is instead of just relying on his natural ability to – hit the holes, and stay on his feet. I just think it was some, maybe some type of nervousness trying to
4: trying to really make an impact play. Well, I think, too, they're giving him – they gave him his opportunities in the first 10 games of the season or 12 games of the season in little dribs and drabs. One play here, one or two plays there. And I think when you do that to a young player, sometimes they think they got to hit a home run because they're going to get off, off the field, you know? Yeah. So they, they're doing things they wouldn't normally do when they know, hey, I got another touch coming in the next play. Let me just do what I can do here. And they're more productive because of that.
3: Yeah. Maybe yeah. somebody has to tell them four yards is a good play in the NFL. No, right, yeah, yeah. It's you're not going not, not to be getting league. a lot of explosive plays in a national football, It's yeah. not, not
4: Georgia ju- Vanderbilt. <laughs> or Georgia. <laughs>
5: yeah. Georgia Tech. Georgia yeah. Tech. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I, I really like it. And another – I know we're talking about offense here, but having Trumaine back. Oh,
4: yeah. He played well I mean, last night.
5: First couple of series, I mean, he was trying to rip guys' heads off. Yeah, his, I mean, he his made pre- his presence yes. felt at the exact moment of the game when the game started. So, I mean, it's, it looks like he's healthy again. I mean, I looked at the, the, the box sheet and, you know, him and Milano were the – Top two tacklers in the game. Those guys feed off each other very, very well. Yeah, so I was really impressed with that. I think now, like, the defense now is like, okay, I know we're not going to have Ed. I mean, uh, Vaughn, for at least four weeks. Well, let's improve on what we have now when he was here. We need to keep that same energy. And I think
3: Russo, I think he had a great game last night coming back. Yeah, a couple of his teammates mentioned him specifically.
5: Exactly. So I I think the defense is now like, okay, you know what? Vaughn was here for the first 11 games. He's about going to be here for the next four. We need to keep that same energy, turn it up just like we did against the Patriots. And and that includes everybody. I saw
3: everybody tackling last night. There was,
5: yeah, it was a great, great defensive effort.
3: Jordan Poyer mentioned this guy, so I'm going to as well. The last three weeks, Shaq Lawson yeah. <laughs> looks like a different human being. I mean, fourth down stops, yeah. goal line stops. We always knew he could set the edge. He's always been good at that. Yeah, But Shaq was like a wayward player the last couple of years. He's in Miami. He gets traded to Houston. He's in New York last year. He's a different player
5: here. What what's the deal? I think it's I think it's that room he's in, that D line room. I mean, all those guys are making plays, and Shackler's probably like, I got to start making some plays too, and he have in the last couple of yeah. weeks. And uh, it's like I say, it's not just one guy. Vaughn has put energy and experience through all those guys now, and yeah. they're making plays I, up front like we haven't seen in years.
4: It's going to be interesting to see the effect Vaughn. Has on these guys when he's not playing, right? And what he's done for them up to this point, and the kind of motivation they can because you know they're going to spin this thing, say, Hey, Vaughn's not here. Everybody thinks we're, we're not going to be able to let's right. let's show them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, they all looked that way last night, yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm
3: gonna be the guy, right? Hey, Ed just got and defensive player of the week,
4: I want it this week, he, yeah. yeah. And I go, they did a nice job against the run game of the Patriots, but they only got one sack. Um, Patriots didn't throw it all over the yard until late in the game, but they can't. You you got to feel like this team crew, particularly this week, you need to get some pressure on a pass because the Jets are going to run an NFL offense, not whatever it was the Patriots were. Well, and
3: White gets the ball out quick. He's a rhythm thrower. You know, it's three steps, bang, the ball's out. Three steps, bang, the ball is out. So there are ways to defend that. Yeah, but um, what he has brought to the Jets is a functionality for the offense. And that's all that offense really needs to do. That's it just it needs, needs yeah. to function yes. because the defense is so good, they'll keep the team in the game. And if you get 17, 20 points with Mike White, with that defense, you have a chance at the end of the game.
5: Yeah, you do have as a chance. As long as he's
3: not turning the ball. Yeah,
5: as long as he's not turning it. But, you know, but with that being said, the Bills know. The short passes are the ones that you're going to get from Mike White.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I
5: think we got, yeah, hey, I would love to have Micah Hyde back there, but we got Jordan Poirier. Guys are playing well. And we got Trey Davis back. We got yeah, Trey White Tredavious, back. Trey Davis, right. Yeah. yeah so well, I was going to ask really... you about that. What
4: would you think about uh, Kyrie Elam being inactive? Uh, Xavier Rhodes getting a shot at it. Um, you've got Christian Benford who's on the shelf for a minute. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on over there on that side of the ball, moving guys around. The only two constants of when they're healthy is Poirier and a Taron Johnson. Yeah. Um, DeMar Hamlin now seems to be a constant, although, you know, he's Jaquan Johnson was there for a minute. So uh what do you think about the defensive backfield, how they're handling it? What do you think going forward? Are they, I guess you have to think that they're sending some messages to Kyrie Elam and those guys about if you want to play.
5: Yeah. It, like McDermott is always, it's week to week. That's right.
4: It's week to week.
5: It is week to week. So obviously, you know, The same thing that James Cook went through early in the year, now it's happening to Keel, right? Now it's happening to these guys. And so, yeah, I I can see that happening. And I'm sure you're probably going to see those guys step their game up in practice or whatever they, Mm -hmm. you know, Coach McDermott puts them through. But, uh, yeah, it's always that situation. But, you know what, it's been shuffled around so much this year with the secondary Uh, and to still have one of the top secondaries in the league, not giving up long touchdowns and not giving up really a lot
3: of big plays. It says a lot about the front four and the front seven up there too. Well, a lot of those guys on the back end are like the linebackers, the DBs, they all said it last night. The guys up front make this whole thing go. They're all they were in max face all night. They were clogging up rush lanes, you know, and they've done that for a while now, but yeah. in particular these last 3 weeks, Cleveland, Detroit, New England. Now, you're not playing juggernaut offenses, <laughs> right, exactly. we understand that. <laughs> right. But against the lesser offenses, yeah, dominate them, and they have. But but it's another lesson for
5: that defense is like, well, if you want to try to run on us, we're going to body up man for man, and we're going to stop the run. So I I think that gives them an element of, yes, we can do it. Either way you guys want to do it. If you want to drop back and throw it 50 times, we might not get the sacks that we might attempt to get if Von Miller was here, but we're going to get to you. We're going to put pressure on it, and if you want to buckle it up, for 60 minutes, we can do that too, and, and yeah. we have the confidence that we can do it every single time. Uh, as long as our offense, I'll score your guys.
4: Yeah, that was it, it has been uh, the personality of this season. The bills have won a lot of different ways. Yeah, uh, certainly they early in the season they were ringing them up on the scoreboard, but you know, then you get into a pushing match with Baltimore, uh, into a slug fest with Miami down there. Um, you know. Uh, You know, the Pittsburgh game, notwithstanding, they were, you know... That
3: was an explosive game. Explosive game. Tennessee, explosive plays. Pittsburgh, explosive plays.
4: Chiefs was an absolute knockdown dragon. Every time you beat the Chiefs, and I've said that, (laughs) you feel like you need a a lifetime achievement award. You know, they're really hard to beat, you know? They are hard to beat. And the Bills have done it twice in their building. Josh, the only quarterback to do it. Um, Twice in their building against Mahomes. So. You know, that, that, I think that mystique is worn off for the Bills. I mean, certainly you want to play them here, not there, but the Bills are a team that people are going to go, huh, they can get it done.
5: They can get it done.
4: Yeah. So, this kind of been that season where, you know, close losses, close wins, yeah. big wins, um, they've found different ways to do it on a number of different occasions.
5: Yeah. I, I mean, with, with all the injuries that we keep talking about, yeah, uh, they've, they found a way to, what, 9-3 and three right now? Yep. 9-3 and three right now. So, I mean, that's – take your hats off to Sean McDermott, man. Those guys and Leslie Frazier, uh, those guys have done an outstanding jobs putting guys in the position they need to be in to – in order to help this team get to where they want to be. And hopefully, you know, Vaughn can come back, but I just see the – I, I, I see them getting better and better. Yeah. I really right. do see them getting better. Now they're getting healthier. I think Deion Dawkins, with the rest, I think he'll be back, um, come against the Jets. So they're getting healthier at the right time. I, like I said, I'm just in love with the fact that Trey Trey White had the opportunity to get out there and play a lot of snaps. I think he yep. played like over 50 right. or 60 snaps. So, so you think you, about and it, you're, and you and so with him being back, right? You're kind of cutting off half of the field right now.
3: Yep. So and that makes a huge difference for the other three guys that are back there. Um, we saw th- this team play three games in 12 days with an injury-riddled <laughs> roster. They won all three games. You already addressed... They were all on the road. Yeah, you know, all of them on the road. You already addressed how Coach McDermott manages crisis, maybe better than anybody in the league, in my opinion. Um, but I want to talk about two specific things that came up in the game last night, not really related to the win necessarily. Jordan Poyer ruled as not surviving the ground... On his interception i tweeted it after the replay this rule needs to be fixed because the ball moves maybe an inch as the man is rolling on his back with the ball in his hands it never leaves his hands it never touches the ground and it's ruled that he did not survive the ground All I'm going to say is if you're flying through the air, you make an interception, and then you hit the ground, there is a chance the ball may move an inch or two in your possession. But it never came out Out. of his hands. So somebody's really got to help me with this. Yeah, me, they got to
4: fix this. Because the ball didn't touch the ground, he it's did finish. Insane. He did finish the process. Exactly. Now the uh, ball
5: touched the b- ground, it's a whole different ball game. It right. did, yeah,
3: though.
4: it never did though. The ball did. never touched the ground. I,
3: I, I don't get it. I really don't. It's just it moves a half an inch and it didn't survive the ground. Like come on with that. They've got to fix this rule. The competition committee, this has got to be one of your top priorities. You have to fix this because you're going to get to a point in time where there is going to be a situation that costs a team a football game because of a cockamamie call like
4: that. I'm sorry. Well, that's just the oh, way I feel well, about it. Of course, it. of course. Because it's happened countless times before this where a a game has been lost because of stuff like that. Right. You look the Dallas Green Bay, Bay, Bay t- NFC Bryant. championship game. Right. The, yeah. It's been it's been an ongoing debate. That is Bryant, yeah. Um, yeah, that is it's Bryant. it's crazy. It's happened time and time and time and time again, and that's Oklahoma's why saying, we yeah. still have these I conversations. Was <laughs> What's that? Oklahoma he was State. There's o- Brian,
3: but go ahead. He was throwing an Oaky State up there. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we got to take a break <laughs> here. Um, I do want to, and I'll talk to Steve about this because unfortunately, Therm, even though we got an extra five or six minutes in with you, we're out of time already again. Um, so thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Enjoy your weekend. Stress free Bills weekend. Oh, yeah. ah, putting my feet up Sunday. Root for the Bengals, yeah. root for the Niners. Yep. Those yep. are your two teams you're rooting for. I'm all for it. And we'll catch up with you next week. All right. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Oh, That's the Bills Hall of Famer Thurman Thomas joining us here on One Bills Live. Steve and I back with more, including your phone calls on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. New York Lottery's biggest gift presented by the New York Lottery. Dream big this season with holiday scratch-off games. For your chance to win up to $1 million. Have to be 18 years or older to purchase a lottery ticket. Please gift responsibly. Thought we'd have some fun with this one. So, biggest gift from last night, Josh Allen wearing the signed Ryan Fitzpatrick jersey during warm-ups, followed by the Thursday night football big hat during his postgame appearance on set with Ryan Fitzpatrick and the gang. Yeah, uh, there's a
4: couple of things we could have gone with. I thought it was the 40- that hat was ridiculous. It was pretty cool. I gotta get one. The um we need an OBL big hat. Ooh. Make that happen, Jay Harris. Try to make that happen. uh, I thought the other gift when we were talking about football stuff. (laughs) 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 When we were talking about the football stuff. I thought the biggest gift during the game was the missed 46-yarder that was off the cross. Couldn't even get it there. Nick Folk. I mean, 46 yards. Come come on, man. As a professional kicker. You saw
3: the practice squad elevation. Uh, yesterday, Tristan Visciano, the kicker on their practice squad, was elevated to the active roster because their punter, Jake Bailey, who usually does kickoffs, is hurt, and they don 't want to tax nick 's fault because he 's older than dirt, so they had Tristan Visciano kick <sighs> off you last night. They called him up just to kick off
4: he's uh, he 's older than dirt he, he his, uh, you can 't that 's a tough roster you can't, spot he didn 't have enough leg for a forty six yard field goal as an NFL kicker
3: yeah, but Steve, think about this. They wasted a roster spot to call a kicker up to just kick off, and he kicked off three times in the game. Start the second half, and the two
0: field goal drives.
4: That was it. I think that was a bad mistake. So you called a guy up to kick off three times. You don't have a square-toe shoe that you can just let somebody go out there and run up and kick the thing ah. beat?
3: <clears throat>
4: I found it very, very interesting. But let's go to the phones
3: at 803-0550, 888 We go to Kevin in Hamburg. Kevin, what do you got for us? You on One Bills Live. Do,
6: uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. That was an awesome game last night. I want to say a couple things. That Josh Allen play on the sideline, it almost looked like it was going to be like almost a version of the catch, even though it wasn't Dwight Clark going to Oh, yeah.
3: Back. I mean, oh, yeah. It's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of the Dawson Knox touchdown pass in the wild card game when he almost fell out of bounds and then just right. lofted it up to Dawson in the back of the end zone. That's the first thing I thought of when I watched it. Yeah, that same
4: back. thing. Yeah. Well, the only thing I want to bring up
6: is okay is some of the handoffs I like, the running plays and all that, but some of the delayed seem to end up in big losses. The delayed where you don't hit the hole like a bull in a china shop, and that seems to often end up in big losses behind the chains.
3: Yeah, I I don't think that works as well for Singletary because he doesn't have the explosiveness, so the delayed handoff, I think, hurts him more than helps him because he's not an explosive athlete. He can still make somebody miss in the backfield, but he kind of needs a head of steam before he gets going, whereas Cook and even Hines... Are more explosive, I think you can get away with it with those guys a little bit better. That's that's not a bad observation, Kevin. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to Jim in Rochester next. What do you got for us, Jim? You're on one bills live.
6: Hi, Brian. I asked Steve, Um, I think I can help with the player interception. Um, because I was upset about it too, but then I thought about it. It's because if that uh, play is in the field of play, it's an interception, it's because it was on the boundary. He got two feet down, but then bobbled the ball after he uh, went out of bounds. It didn't hit the ground, but it was bobbled. And because it's on the boundary,
4: it's an incomplete. Oh, yeah, Yeah, of course. They're they're arguing he didn't complete the catch. I understand the rule. I I just think the rule is stupid. Yeah, I get the the fact that he was out of bounds. If that happens in the field of play, of course. The ball never touches the ground. It's a catch. He gets up and he runs off with it. But, um, yeah, to take this interception away – whatever. What are you going to do? We're, we're not going to... they got to fix it in the offseason. They I, really do. It's so dumb. It's I, so dumb. The problem is this, and I, I think they should make it like it would have been in the field of play, out of bounds, because I get it if the if the ball comes loose and hits the ground and rolls around, yeah, it shouldn't be a catch, because it wasn't a catch. But that was a catch. The white line doesn't change that. You know what I'm
3: saying? Not to mention the fact that you know, we've seen examples of it. We saw it last week with Hunter Henry against Minnesota. He gets, he's falling to the goal line with the football, and the ball does hit the ground and it does move. So, okay, the ball hits the ground. It makes contact with the ground. Okay, that's the rule and the way you write it. I can get behind that. This, the ball moves like an inch in his arms. It never comes anywhere close to the ground. His arm is underneath it the entire time. It moves half an inch half an inch and it's not an interception like come on bro what else do we got to do there it's just dumb the way if it's written that way you can't move it it's just stupid i'm sorry they got to fix
4: that yeah in I, the offseason it, it was yeah that was a really good play that didn't get rewarded and it, it, bills fans of course think it should have um I, I here's the thing i, I don't mind I get it. It because it was out of bounds. It wasn't a catch. Otherwise, it would have been a catch. Okay. Um, as long as they call it the same all the time, I'm fine with it. Uh, as long as we can do it. But yeah, I in in the yard. And when you're playing with when it really counts against your siblings, that's a catch. Even then, all the way, even every then. single time. Quickly, we squeeze in Fred in Rochester
3: here. What do you got for us, Fred? You're on One Bill's Live. Hold on, let me get you. Oh boy, what is going on? There we go. Now we got you, Fred. Got me? Yep.
6: Okay. Hey guys, um, great show as always. I'm with you with the Poyer thing. I, I I I watched it, and I've been watching football for a long time. Apparently, I'm not up on these things, but but I'm with you, Brownie. I have no idea. How they didn't give him an interception? I looked at it and I thought, "Well, hey, we got the ball back, you know." And then yeah. I couldn't believe it when they took it away from him. I, I, I didn't know what the deal was, but you're right; they got to change that. Um, I got to give a shout out to my man Tasker. If you remember, I called you a couple of days ago. I was upset because Rochester wasn't going to get the game.
4: Oh, and okay. You, yeah, I remember. You remember that. Yeah, I do.
6: And you, you turn me on to the Prime Video. Well. I'm now a Prime Video uh, watcher for 30 days. (laughs) Um, There you go. I got the the program. I got the game. It was great. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to send you a couple cigars. I don't know what you (laughs) smoke.
4: (laughs) My favorite cigar is the one that's lit and in my hand. Always put it that way.
6: Okay, buddy. I can can do that. I can do that. But uh, keep uh, keep your eye out because it's coming to you. All right. All right. Well, Thanks
4: I very much, it. Fred. Appreciate the Thanks, call. Fred. Uh, have a my, good weekend. You're, you're now my favorite. <laughs> Until All right.
3: got to take a break here because <laughs> when we return, we're going to be joined by senior producer from NFL Films, Greg Cosell. He was crunching the tape early this morning after last night's game. He probably didn't stay up to watch the whole thing, but he was in bright and early this morning. He'll have his feelings on the X's and O's of last night's game between the Bills and Patriots next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.